Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. I'm on the phone with Amy Fuller Brown. That's right, I knew her as Amy Fuller. Actually, Diane Amy Fuller. Years ago, back when we were kids, she got married to some dude named Norm Brown, and now she's Amy Fuller Brown. Amy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Great. Um, Amy has a connection to movies. Uh, she is the uh, mother of a child actor, um, the award-winning actor from Pirate Kids that was uh, that was shot in uh, Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina, Southport area a few years ago, yeah. uh, moved to New Zealand, and, um, and Trey is who we're talking about, Trey Brown, and he went and uh, actually did some, um, some film work there. Uh, talk a little bit about Trey and that connection to, to movies and how you got uh, started in that whole movie process with a, with a child actor there. Um, yeah, sure. Actually, it, um, it kind of started with, um, you know, me as a kid, because I always was involved in theater, and I always enjoyed acting, so I would drag Trey along with me to the community theater and where he discovered I put him on stage. He liked to be the center of attention. And the first thing he ever auditioned for, he like landed the lead role, of the kid. So um, he just kind of had a natural ability uh, to act. And so somebody suggested I get him an agent and that just kind of, um, it just kind of snowballed from there. He just kind of was a natural actor and, and, you know, he kind of had something similar to you, um, you know, just kind of a natural tendency to be funny and like to be center of attention. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> and, <that>. what? <laughs> <laughs> and he was never afraid to get up in front of people, you right. know, even as a kid and do, you know, act crazy or yeah. silly or whatever. So yeah. he's kind of a natural comedian. Um, and I think that a lot of kid actors, you know, they're, they don't have to have, you know, he never took any kind of acting lesson. You just, they just kind of have it. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I was on set for a few things that he did, and um, I did a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. While he was on set, I helped with um, the art department. Um, I was an extra, you know, and I, I did, um, like, little bit roles. And then, you know, with my theater background, you know, I, I um, you know, had the, you know, a little bit of the acting skills as well. So I did a few, like, student films and, yeah. you know, did a couple of music video. Um, you know, I was always, like, the mom role or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I've always kind of, even from, you know, from theater and then, you know, being on set with him and then right. doing some things myself, I've always kind of been around the, you know, the kind of the industry, the acting, you know, film yeah. and, yeah. you know, things like that. Well, so Amy, I've kind of always been in on in yeah. it. Well, Amy, <laughs> now we're way. we're going to spend some time today talking to you about screenwriting. That's yeah. going to be the focus, but I uh, do want to get you uh, give you a chance to talk a little bit about Trey. And uh, he's working now for uh, for a guy <laughs> named uh, Peter Jackson. Uh, talk about how that happened. You guys spent some time in New Zealand, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We um, we got a, the opportunity uh, because of my husband's uh, job took us over there for him to you know do something new and different and. Um, he did a children's TV show over there as well when he was about 12. Um, and then I guess when he was about 14, he kind of like lost the bug of, of, uh, of the acting bug, but really started diving into like the 3d graphic stuff with like, uh, computers and, um, video games, creating video games and doing things online and learning software that I, you know, have no idea how he, you know, how he did it. Right. But he was about 15 whenever he really he um yeah he made some things for a 
Team Fortress 2, which is like a video game online. And that kind of really, um, and he, you know, got huge paychecks for doing these like things on, on these video games online or whatever. And that's what kind of started it for him was, I think, the 3D animation kind of thing. And, and he, you know, he went to school uh, at a graphic design school, uh, art and animation school up in Auckland. Um, and then once he did one year up there, came down with a great portfolio and got hired at, uh, with Weta Digital um, with just doing, he had a, you know, an awesome portfolio, basically. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> had the, the 3D graphic stuff that he right. designed and, you know, made um, made for video games. It was based all on the video game things that he had done. Yeah, so. he's, he's, he's been worked on some incredible films and um, just amazing, amazing uh, talent. And I know you're proud of him. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> well, let's talk. Uh, let's let's dive in and talk about you, Amy, and uh, and screenwriting. Um, you know, I, I didn't actually know this about you until recently. We've known each other uh, pretty much all of our lives, but um, <laughs> but how did the screenwriting thing happen for you? And, and how did you realize that was something you were pretty decent at? Well, it was. Um, gosh, it's really kind of funny how it all transpired but um you know I, I owned a little art gallery in New Zealand and when you have an art gallery it's not like a big hustle and bustle of a you know a big retail store it's very quiet and um I was I'm always creative and I had a lot of time on my hands um, sometimes when it wasn't very busy a lot of times actually when it wasn't very busy and I um I always like to write and I started just writing a story about a lady that owned an art gallery. It turned into a story and it turned into a TV pilot, which kind of is how it started. And that was probably about, you know, about four years ago. Okay. And uh, my, um, my brother-in-law, my, my husband's sister's husband, um, lives in L.A. And he is a producer and he does a lot of um, big entertainment things. And he asked me to write for his entertainment website, doing movie reviews. And, and um, so I enjoyed doing that part. And once I had, I had an online portfolio. And then I was like, you know, I was doing that for free for him. And I really enjoyed the writing part and doing the creativity, you know, all the creativity. And so then I was like, well, gosh, you know, I probably could do this and get paid to do this. Right, and so right. I had the online portfolio for my writing. Um, on his website, basically, and got hired by a another website to do movie reviews and to compare movies. And I've always enjoyed movies, and so it kind of started with these movie reviews and then this online um, comparing movies. If you like this movie, then you should like this. This right. Bit. So right. it's kind of like a referral movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Site. The, yeah, and, the, um, yeah the com- comparative analysis aspect of film yeah. Um, film reviews. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was doing that for a, a big website called Itcher Magazine online, and and it was based out of the UK. So I had the skills to write in British English because I had been in New Zealand, so I could spell the words the British right, way. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that was a a little bonus that I had um, going for me um, for that. So maybe that's why they hired me. I'm not sure, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. um, with that, with that in um, in mind, what I did was I just I was on a couple of websites where you just kind of you look at freelance jobs available, and I edited a screenplay for somebody that was from the UK and they wanted everything turned they wanted it to be Americanized because I'm from America that was uh, another skill that I had if somebody 
you know, wanted to turn something based in London. They wanted it to be based in New York. So I kind of had to, you know, redo everything to make it, you know, more of an American version of right. their, their screenplay. Yeah. And so that's where it kind of started. And, and I was like, you know, well, this is really cool. I really love doing this. And, and so I, you know, I, ever since I, I did the first one, I was basically to an Americanize a screenplay. I, you know, haven't, haven't stopped doing screenplays and I've just basically now just kind of specialize in screenplays. I don't do the movie reviews anymore right? because right. <laughs> um, the screenplays take up, you know, they take up a lot of time and, you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's decent pay to yeah. do screenplays. Yeah. Well, what year yeah. was this? I mean, how long has it been since you've been, uh, been doing this? Um, gosh, it's probably, it's probably been about four years, wow. I guess, four or wow. five years. Wow. Yeah. And um, so. so now what, you're, you're kind of a, a screenwriter for hire, and people come yep. to you with the ideas, and, and this all started initially with an original story idea you had, but now you're writing for other people. <laughs> Talk about the differences in writing for somebody else compared to writing something that's your own. Well, gosh, there's um, so many things that can go with, along with that. A lot of times people have a really great story, but they just cannot write dialogue that sounds natural. And okay. so they will hire a screenwriter to just go through and revamp the dialogue. And that's something that I really love doing too. Um, but then sometimes they'll have kind of an idea for a story. And sometimes their idea doesn't make much sense for a movie. Right. Like they'll right. have an idea, you know, I want to go on a road trip about me and, you know, when I was a, you know, in college, um, me getting to the West Coast or something, um, and then the adventures of doing it. But there may not be anything like grand enough to make an right. actual movie yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hop in the car, drive, get gas, go eat somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got to have the yeah. conflict. You got to have the conflict to drive it. Exactly. You got you got to have an obstacle or something that you've got to you know be faced with a couple of things that you you know you can't see getting around it. You know you yeah. can't get there or whatever. Or there has to be a deadline. You know you right. got to get there and like you know smoking the bandit. They got you know I don't know how many hours to get there. But, right. 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 Um, you know there's got to be something uh, either a time or an obstacle you know to limit you know what you can do. But um. So I guess it depends because so many there, there's just so many different variables to that question. Um, it could be from, you know, actually sometimes they, a, a screenwriter has has a good story, but they don't have an ending, or they don't have a twist, or they don't have um, they don't have really great characters, or they're missing something. Right. And I think. Um, because I can look, I, I guess because I've been around enough scripts it, with theater and with, um, you know, short films and films and watching movies and things. Um, I've also taken the Aaron Sorkin masterclass, which right. was, I would say that's so invaluable, something that I think every screenwriter should do. But if you, um, you know, you, you can look at something and see what's missing and just like, well, you know, if you had a really great, you know, evil, you know, antagonist, this may work, you know, but you don't have any, you don't have anything that, you know, where it's just missing. If you're missing something, then, you know, sometimes that just takes a, a screenwriter to be able to put it together. And so that's one of the um, things. Now, when I do my, I was going to say, when I do my own, when I do my own writing, 
um, I usually have a really big idea. Gotcha. And then I have to do like a really good outline, a really detailed outline. And I, I try to see myself, I try to step out of it because it's really easy to get like caught up in your story and then forget, you know, what you're, I think that's what a lot of screenwriters do. They get caught up in their own head and in their own story and where they don't apply kind of the, there are some rules that you kind of have to stick to. And a lot of screenwriters were like, they want to break the rules. Right. Well, if you want to break the rules, then you're probably not going to see it ever made. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could yeah. film it yourself and yeah. have your own movie screening and everything. And, and that's great. That's a great experience. And I would suggest anybody to do that because that you'll learn, you know, from doing that. But if you are doing it, if you want to be hired to do it, or if you want to like make a living doing it and get paid to do it, then you're going to have to, you're going to have to kind of stick to the rules. Right. Um, right. And that's where I think, uh, yeah, some screenwriters I think have a, a big ego. <laughs> My right. way is the way. Yeah. Whereas you just have to, if you, um, if you, if you are. Um, you know, Quentin Tarantino, then you probably can do, you can probably break all the rules yes, and you'll exactly. still get it made and you'll still, <laughs> yeah. you'll still get it made and yeah. make a, mo- a bunch of money, but right. if not, then you do have to kind of stick to yeah. what works. Yeah. There's, there's not too many Quentin Tarantinos out there who can do whatever they want to do and get away with it. I mean, there's, there's very few, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, but, exactly. he, he, but he wasn't always <laughs> able to do that. I mean, he, he had to, he had to get to exactly. a point that he worked to that. Um, right, so, so yep. if somebody comes yep. to you, they've got a, a short story or they've got a book and they say, okay, Amy, oh, yep. you know, Amy, I want to hire you to, uh, to turn this into a screenplay. Talk about your process yep. with that and then talk about your challenges yep. with that as well. Okay. So I've done both. I've done, uh, turned short film into a feature length film and I've also turned a couple of novels into feature length film. Um, it's kind of the same process, um, Having my own, you know, imagination and creating my own outline, I just basically have to read what they have. And I, I, re- I read the whole, I read the whole novel. I don't okay. just read like a summary of it. I, you know, go through the entire novel. And the first time through, I just make some quick notes about um, what I think are important scenes that really must be in the film. And I, I highlight them on the PDF. I use like a PDF reader and I just highlight um, like the chapter or the passage or something that, that is like an important thing to me. And then when I go back, sometimes those things that seemed important when I first read through, I end up like, oh, well, actually, that wasn't that important. We can right. just probably take that out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so um, I start with probably way more than I'm going to end up with. And, okay. um, and I, if I highlight those important things and then if I put it out on an outline – then I can see kind of uh, almost like a bare bones of, you know, a treatment or, or the bare bones of a script um, with just like maybe scene headers. But then I look at it and, and try to figure out, you know, this would probably work way better if we did that at the beginning, you know, right. or this would look, this would be really good if this was how it ended, you know? Right. So they may have to change. Um, I've, you know, I, I just recently did a, a novel. It's a biography for a lady, it was her story through um, some adverse times of her life and how it's come out at the end. Well, I started with traumatic thing that happened in the middle okay. because you want at the beginning something that's going to really suck in the 
well, first of all, you want to suck in the reader because if it doesn't suck in the reader, it's never going to make it past the desk. It's going to go into the trash. Right, right. <laughs> so right. whoever's reading it, you know, whoever's reading it to to possibly be, you know, a production company that's going to produce it, you want to make sure that at the beginning they're sucked in and it's not boring. Um, and so she had some really good action things that happened, some traumatic things that happened, but it wasn't in her story at the beginning of the book. It was right. in the middle. Right. So, um, and so we, I, I bumped that up to the beginning. Okay. And then, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you, you kind of have to, um, like I said, there's, there's rules that you kind of have to follow. And if, if the book or the short film or whatever doesn't follow that, you kind of have to edit it around so that it does. <laughs> right, right. So you've, you've got continuity, you know? but it's a, it's a displaced continuity that ties back together at some point. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was a, it was something that actually happened in the book. It was just in the, you know, we just moved it so right. that it was more, you know, like what a film would be instead of right. a book. Right, right, right. Um, and, so, and the other thing I find, too, um, about writers that are writing novels is that they use a lot of um, imaginative things that are happening inside the person's head that you can read. Right, right. And that's not how a screenplay is written. Right. And so everything that you write in a screenplay has to be able to be filmed. You know, um, you can't film... Um, you know, uh, you can't write in the screenplay how sad she was, her heart was breaking. You can't film a broken heart. Right, you got <laughs> you know, yeah. you, yeah, you, gotta, you, you got to find it. a way to, exactly, you have to find a way to show how she reacted with a broken right. heart. But, you know, there's just so many, there's so many things with a novel that you are, you're, you've got to translate the author's thoughts and feelings into visuals and that's right. sometimes that's really hard especially with like a biographical one that i am just you know finishing up now it's it's been very um it's been a bit of a challenge because it is so so much of it was in her head i mean so much of it was emotions that she was feeling was in the in the book right and to try to get that to translate onto the screen is, is actually you know it's quite hard to I can see it in my head how it plays out. So right. whenever I watch it in my head, yeah. I try to write out exactly what I'm seeing, wow. <laughs> which is totally different than what she wrote. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. So, so when you work with these authors, um, what are the things mm -hmm. that you kind of tell them up front to, to help them to understand that you know certain mm -hmm. scenes may not show up in, in the screenplay or certain characters mm -hmm. may be gone or they might be a combination of several other characters? How do you, how do you talk through yeah. that? Um, well, you write it from, you know, right from the front, I tell them that I'm going to read through the book and I'm going to make an outline. Once I have that outline of the really specific scenes that I think will translate well to the screen, then I send them the outline and so that they can look at it and I can, I can go through it with them, um, to say, Hey, we've got some, you know, some peaks and valleys here with action and pace so that we can keep the viewer, the reader, really, you know, their attention grabbed and, and their attention, they're not going to get bored and walk out of the movie or just throw the screenplay down. Right, right. So I think they, they generally, they get it. I think writers, novelists, or whoever, they know it's a different um, skill set to right. write for the, you know, the screen than to write a novel. They know that, or they would be doing it. They knew they, you know, because they're a writer, 
they knew that they weren't able to do it or they wouldn't have hired me to do it. So right, right, <laughs> I think right. they're pretty open. They're open to, you know, to see what my vision would be. And if it, if it fell apart at that point, that would be fine because if they didn't see it that way and I didn't, we weren't eye to eye on it, then they could find somebody else or they could, right. you know, um, do it themselves. If they wanted to try yeah. to do it themselves and that would be fine too. I'm not. So, I mean, basically I, I am paid up front, um, 50% up front. Right. So right. I go through the, read the book, um, you know, kind of lay out the outline and everything, but, you know, they've paid me 50% up front. Right, right. And yeah. so I haven't lost anything by, <laughs> by doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they get the other 50% when I deliver the screenplay. Gotcha. And if they want to not go forward after they get the outline, but nobody so far uh, has not gone right, forward. Right. So, yeah. um, but there has been back and forth, say, uh, the, the, the biographical one. I had her mother giving her some advice um, to try to bring in a little bit of a, like an arc in her character. Well, this is what changed her. But then she came back. She said, well, my mother didn't really do that. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah. I was trying to, just trying to, I, you know, I knew that she did it, but I was trying to make it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Uh, she didn't want to give her mother that credit, so right, we didn't do it right. that way. So yeah. that was fine. You yeah. know, it didn't really change anything. It didn't change the flow, but, right. um, yeah, she, so, yeah, th- so far everything's been, you know, it's worked out really well with yeah. well, you know, when, everybody I've done. Well, when you're, with. you know, when you're translating something that's based on a true story like a biography, it, it, mm-hmm. it really, many times it is based on the true story. You've got to make some changes in order to kind of get mm-hmm. things moving or to, um, you know, to get, get your character into action. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you can't just base it on everything. It can't be exact. Even biographies that are put on the big screen, mm-hmm. none of those are exactly as things happened. Um, there are changes. Right. So it's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's based on mm-hmm. a character or based on a true story, but, um, you know, you've got to make some changes because it's a different medium. Yeah. And in film, yeah, it's going to be exactly. different. You're not going to be able to capture everything on film that you would on a book yeah. because in a book, you can write so much more and you can tell it in so many different ways. And you can have an 800-page book, <laughs> but if you translate yeah. that word for word, you're going to, you know, basically have an 800-minute film. And that just that just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, um, what do you find is the most compelling thing about a story that will draw you in as a reader and also draw you in as somebody who wants to write it? Um, honestly, I really love a uh, character and, uh, ca- people really fall in love with characters and I think if you can have a really great character, just, you just really need one that the audience can somehow relate to. And it may be, um, you know, with something that has happened or somehow there's a connection there or the audience can feel what that character's feeling. And, and, and the audience have some kind of sympathy or feel like they know what that person's going through or know, you know, that situation even if they're like an alien, but he's like, he's just lost his brother or, you know, they can be any kind of character, but if they've got some kind of connection that the character shows, you know, a human quality or something that, um, 
you know, that's where I feel like people really fall in love with the movie is because they really like the character. It can have the craziest plot, but, right. you know, if they really like the character. Um, that's what I really like about movies is, is really the character and, and TV shows, too. Like, okay. um, you know, I really like character and I love to have really good dialogue out of that character. And, you know, that came out of their mouth, you right. know, right. Um, when you hear when you hear those words, you know, exactly who that character is because that's how they said that, you know. Now is it now for you say it's about the character you like, is it the quirkiness of the character? Yeah. Is it a conflict that they may have to go through? Is it um their you know, the way that they are their characterization as far as the way they look? Uh is it their background? What is it about character that draws you in? What's about character? Um I don't think it has anything to do with what how they look or okay. Um, their background or what, you know, if it's a male or female or young or old. Um, I just think it's something, um, it may be a quirkiness or it may be something that, you know, I've never thought of or a character I've kind of never seen, you know, before. Okay. Um, gosh, there was a great movie I saw with Bill Murray and he played kind of a drunken neighbor. I don't even remember what it was called. It was really recently. Um, and he befriended the kid next door and um, he was kind of a jerk of a character, but some, there was something about him that you really liked. And at the very end, you realized he, you know, the reason he was, um, like, he stole the kid's money. And, I mean, he, like, did all this, like, bad stuff. And then at the end, you realize he was trying to, like, pay for his wife's nursing home. And, and it was just like, oh, he really had a good heart, you know. Right. I don't remember what it was, but it was like yeah, uh, Saint, the character uh, it was, itself. Uh, Saint Vincent, I think, you know, was the name of that. That's what it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that movie, and 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 for some reason, I love that Bill Murray character, even though you know he was old and kind of nasty, and there was something about him that was right. like, you know, I yeah. don't know. I you, sometimes you can't put your finger on it, yeah. but um, you know, it's just something that you maybe you just connect. You have something that you you can understand that character for some reason, you right, know, and I don't right. know, um, and I think that's for me that I think that's what what makes me like a movie or or a TV show is yeah. is really connecting or just enjoying watching the character grow or right. yeah. you know maybe do things you didn't expect right. or you know I don't know sometimes it's you know the unexpected character that you're like wow I can't believe you did that well, is it, is <laughs> or it, whatever um, but. is it important to you to have the character to have the character arc where you see that character change in one way or another well <clears throat> that's one of those rules um that's one of those rules I know that is kind of there for a reason. You you want your character to evolve somehow. You can't, you don't want the character to be the same at the beginning as he was at the end, or you really don't have a story. Right. I mean, you, you kind of have, you kind of ended the same way you started. And, and people probably don't realize that's happened, but like, um, you know, maybe it's just a, ma uh, it could be something simple like they just, they conquered a fear right? or, right. I mean, sometimes it's not that big of a deal, but um, I think every character has it and it may be sometimes it's hard to pinpoint that's what it was. Or sometimes it's just that, you know, that person hadn't talked to their mom in right. years and right. now they have, and yeah. now they're kind of a different person yeah. or they appreciate life or they, I think every character has a change yeah. in yeah. throughout the film or the movie or the show or whatever. 
Um, so I think it's important that your character somehow evolve and change um, and be a different person at the end. Um, or somehow it shows, you know, they, what they've done has caused them to do something different now in their life or, yeah. or something better or whatever. So I do think that's part of the story and that's part of the formula. Yeah. Um, that's kind of part of the rules. Yeah. Um, but, but it may not be something that you can say. Um, it may be really hard to say to somebody, right. this is the exact point right. Um, right. of right. where this happens. It may be a transition throughout. Um, but yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's important and to have like a well-rounded story and feel like, you know, that you didn't like, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, well, gosh, the ending was such a letdown, you know, or sometimes you feel like that is like, they could have done so much more or, you know, or why did they stop it there? They, you know, we could have seen what happened five years from now or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And I think a lot of times movies do, they kind of drop, drop it too soon. Like, but then, you know, like my husband says, well, don't you want that to be your imagination? Don't you just want to imagine what happens next year with that character? And I'm like, no, I want them to show me. I want (laughs) them to tell me I was right. Yes. You want, you (laughs) want, you want, uh, you want something to conclude. You want that, uh, you want closure. You want closure. Yeah. Yeah. I want closure. I want yeah. closure. Some people are okay with kind of leaving it open, but right. I do want closure. And I think it's important in everything that I ever write or I, um, I advise people to write, right. make it a solid ending. Gotcha. People want a, they want a good ending. They yeah. just want something. They want to, they want to leave the theater feeling better than when they went in, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't want to come out of there bummed and like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, unless it's but, unless know, it's a drama. I mean, if it's a drama, sometimes you have to you have to have those bad endings, you know. Yeah, but but you know, even like um, Jill Magnolias. Okay, right. she died at the end, but you come out of that movie better. I mean, you come out of that movie going, "Gosh, that was such a great movie." Right. Even right. though the ending was not yeah. the one maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. you wanted, you I had gotcha. a you had a closure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it makes sense. You had a. Yeah, so, but, you know, some people don't mind a kind of left open kind of, you know, ending where you can imagine what happened, you know, down the road. But I like like it to end. Well, Amy Amy Fuller-Brown is our guest here, and we uh, have to wrap things up. But, Amy, I want to give you a a final uh, chance. She's a screenwriter, and uh, I want to give you a final chance to just just share any comments to our listeners uh, about uh, screenwriting and about uh, story and anything that you want to share that you think is uh, relevant uh, for them? Yeah, um, well, I just say if you want to be a screenwriter and you want to, you know, make a living from screenwriting, um, first and foremost, I just want to mention that you do not have to live in Los Angeles or New York. Um, you can do it from anywhere. You can do it from overseas. You can you can get paid doing screenwriting editing, um, you know, writing your own original things or doing whatever you want to do. If you love screenwriting, you can definitely do it from wherever. If you want to write for TV, you're probably going to have to move to L.A. or New York. But if you want to screenwrite or do do things for feature films, um, you can really do it from anywhere. I mean, if you get hired to do it, you know, wherever, you know, move you to L.A. or whatever, that's cool. But I think people, sometimes they say, well, I can't do that. I don't live in L.A. But you can do it from anywhere. So I just wanted to... Maybe say that. <laughs> okay. Well, if anybody's interested in uh, in getting you to write for them, what's the best way to do that? 
Well, um, so if you want to go to, I have a website where you can go to, um, it's called screenwriterpro.com. It's got like a list of all my services that you um, would ever want to find. And if there's something that's not on there, you can always email me. There's a link there to my email. It's screenwriterpro um, at gmail.com. Awesome. So it's screenwriterpro.com. Awesome. Amy Fuller-Brown, our guest today on Cinema Scene on WGWG.org, Gardner Web University Radio. Thanks for hanging out and talking to movies with us. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning. That's Amy Brown, and that is a wrap.